the cars are always the nicer cars in the parking lot at the Pop Century than they are at the Grand Floridian. That's because people can afford the cars because they stay at, at Pop Century. <laughs> I know, like all the Mercedes <laughs> and Lexuses. And I mean, like when you a- go to that when you go to like the Grand Floridian, it's like an you know a 1982 uh, Toyota Corolla that people roll up in because you know the rooms are a million dollars a night. Well, exactly. You can only afford your '96 <laughs> Tercel. That's all you got. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination, full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. It's Main Street Electrical Podcast. I think we're on 68, I believe. I keep forgetting to look at the number, but we're somewhere oh, up there. It works. Upper 60s or something. It works. It's fine. 100 Whatever. is right around the corner. Way on down. Of course, we've got the 50th coming up very, yes. very soon, which is exciting. But we're going to talk. And actually, I'm, not, I'm bringing this to you now, Jen, because, um, I, you know, why would I bring this to you offline? I'll just throw it at you on the podcast. Great. Of course. I do want to have an episode or two. I know we've got three episodes coming up about our favorite things about Walt Disney World. Yeah. I do want to have an episode about the history of Walt Disney World. <laughs> How it came yes. to be, what happened, where it comes from, all of that. I think that would be really, really fun to do. Um, so we'll we'll kind of get to that. Maybe in the next few weeks, we'll be talking yeah. more about Walt Disney. Perfect. And also talking about Walt himself, because I think everybody yeah. loves good old Uncle Walt. And I thought of no better person to talk Absolutely. about Walt Disney than with my friend. He's an author. Uh, he's a podcaster of a multiple podcast. He's like me. He's got podcasts everywhere. Um, he's a speaker. <laughs> he has a conference that this happened that happens you know every year. I've been to several years in a row. It's a fantastic conference called Thing. Um, huh. uh, my guy Terry Weaver. Terry, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. I may not be the best guy, yeah. but I'm definitely a guy. Okay, so <laughs> one of the one of the one of the guys I know, Terry Weaver, <laughs> Doctor Jeff Barnes, aka Doctor Disneyland. Yes. Would be probably my, 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 my good friend would probably be and former thing speaker uh, yeah, would be a yeah. great uh, person to have here to talk about. Jeff Barnes is fantastic. Well, I you know what? Let's get him on the couch. Jen, get on that. I'm, yeah. I'm still okay. working on the My Yard Go Disney host. You can work on Jeff Barnes, the the, the Disney. Oh, that's Walt easy. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We'll make that happen. That was uh, a so, great show, the My Yard Goes to Disney. Well, it's the host. That is was actually, a good show. The host has agreed to come on the show to talk about it. Just, I got to coordinate the schedules and stuff. So we're going to it'll be a fun show when he gets on. But Terry, I do want to talk about you for all for just a second. Of course, we've got the book. Uh, Making Elephants Fly, which is fantastic. It's a great little read. Uh, you're good friends with McNair Wilson, who we've had on the show a couple of times. You're mm-hmm. the reason I know McNair. And so um, apparently he is supposed to be behaved. Be, be releasing a new book. <laughs> Absolutely, book, he did. <laughs> book, number, book number two of his uh, seven part trilogy. Um, do we, any insight on when that's first, any insight on when his book is coming and any insight on when your next book is coming? Uh, well, I actually talked to McNair like two nights ago. Uh, and I think he's actually sent it to the editor. So awesome. he's at that phase. Mm-hmm. You know, writing a book is like, I'm sorry, Jen, for this, but it, it is a lot like having a baby, um, <laughs> except for I think it's, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing it might even be more painful because if it's like, if that baby was a bear that you had to wrestle, that's what writing a book is like, especially when it's something you're passionate about. It's like, you know, we're not writing like sidewalks for dummies here. We're writing books about topics that we're super passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Uh, my next book is sort of like your podcast problem, David Dollar, where it's like I've got like four in the can. Um, McNair and I have been working on a book that we can't finish until he releases this book that I'm super excited about. Mm-hmm. And um, I have three other books that are in some some sense of completion. And I'm writing them all in different ways. So I'm kind of experimenting with hmm. my creativity in like different mm-hmm. ways just to create and to bring value to people and one of them is centered around a question that I ask on my podcast every episode. And, uh, you know, and so it's just, it's super fun. Writing is a lot of work though. I met Karen Kingsbury one time. And I don't know if you know who Karen Kingsbury, mm-hmm. super author. famous uh, women's author. I say women because she writes books about like bookstores and the Amish and, uh, Jen, you'd know all about that. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> it creates, well, let's put it this way. Half her books end up on like Hallmark or Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And like she, I think she has a TV ch- series on um, Lifetime or Hall- those those channels are really the same thing. It's probably They're Hallmark. Basically if it's same. wholesome, it's probably Hallmark. Yeah. If it's Lifetime, that means that there's some sort of assault going on and nobody yeah. believes her. So yeah, if it's on yeah. the Hallmark channel, it's like <laughs> it's it's this it's like the Hallmark movie bingo. It's like well, it's like we're in a small town, you know. It's like you know you know the new Nicholas Sparks book is coming out. I'm like, oh my gosh. Let me guess, Leslie. You know, and I order, I order them as soon as I see they're coming out. I either try to order them about half of them have ordered autograph for my wife, mm-hmm. but I'm like, when she gets it, I'm like, what body of water is it this time? Is it a creek? <laughs> is it a lake? Is it a river? Is it the ocean? And every time, like, we went to see one of his movies and I was like, there's no water in this movie. What, did, what happened to Nicholas Sparks? <laughs> the drought. And, and he had like just gone through a divorce and I was like, oh man, he broke up with lakes. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but every Nicholas Sparks movie book, there's always like it's by a water and then like somebody died and we're all sad mm-hmm. about it. And like um, Miley Cyrus comes to save us all. Every or it, or so. it rains a lot like the notebook because it rains in half that movie. So it's apparently they the, uh, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams cannot kiss each other unless it's raining. And, you know, so that's yeah. kind of the rule of the book. So, yeah, OK, and I never understood that. I'm just going to I'm just going to interject that. I'm not standing in the rain. I'm sorry. There is absolutely nothing romantic about standing in the rain and getting really absolutely not. soaked. That no. is not, that is no. not romantic. So the I only don't time understand. I would say that ever was true in my life <laughs> was at Walt Disney world. Um, we went to the, uh, you know, you remember the old Christmas party that used to be like yeah. uh, 60 bucks. <laughs> oh, well, well, you mean in 2013? It's a, sure. It's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, we went there one of those times and and I don't think we had ever done Disney at Christmas. It was like the first time we had like the financial freedom to be able to like go that time of year. We didn't go at Christmas because that's insanity. I think it was in 2009, actually, we went and it was the year that we had just bought into Disney uh, Vacation Club. Mm-hmm. And so like we had a bunch of points that like you when you get there, they give you a pony and everything. Yeah. Just back then <laughs> the economy was down. So like they, they were. They literally, I think they gave us 500 bucks in a Disney gift card just for showing up at the tour that. Wow. They don't do that now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and they got us good on DVC, man. We had stayed at Pop Century and we did a split stay at Beach Club. And it was like, oh, and there was a cheerleading competition at Pop Century. Oh, gosh. Which will make sure you, you know, like I haven't stayed in that hotel since I have. <laughs> I have. But anyways, we were, we, were at, we were at Magic Kingdom for the Christmas party. And of course, you get like kind of dressed up and you want to go like get your picture with Mickey and Minnie. And uh, I remember I remember this vividly because I was wearing Chuck, my Chucks and we got to out of the bus stop and it started raining so hard. There was literally a river coming down Main Street 
you know, and by the time we got and our pictures, like we still have the pictures. We look like wet rats. And uh, but like, you know, we have a picture of us kissing on Main Street. And I was like, OK, it's in the rain. We it, we definitely made memories that night and we got free tickets to come back and do it another time. But uh, which I hear actually happened like in last week's. Boo Bash. Yeah. Yeah. That happened for the Boobash last week. Yeah. 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 So my my rain story since we're here uh like high school because i grew up watching movies and so my whole idea of romance was in rom-com so i'm like well this is awesome dancing in the rain must be the most romantic thing ever because i saw it like 15 movies and my high school girlfriend cindy it was sprinkling and we pulled off and i was like hey let's dance in the rain and she was like no i'm not having that we're not doing that no so that dashed all of those right there i'm like those rom-coms lied to me <laughs> so apparently <laughs> yes, they don't they want <laughs> apparently sending six dozen roses to a girl after a first date is not a good idea i didn't do that by the way it's a second date anyway um so, <laughs> so jerry gotta ask you though buddy how'd you disney this week how did i disney this week well i'm, I'm going to disney next week there you so go i'm in the process of packing um if, if, if this isn't a video podcast but you can pretty much tell um, my my office, my house, my life is kind of hard to avoid. All things mouse. Um, and when people find out you write a book called Making Elephants Fly, you mm -hmm. end up with a lot of Dumbo gifts. And so, uh, not gifts, but gifts. And uh, yeah, so like, yeah, I, I guess how I Disney this week is I mourned I mourned what happened to the annual pass program this week. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll touch on that in just a second. Jen, how'd you Disney this week? How did I Disney this week? Well, um, gosh, I did something for the 50th. What was it that I just did? I had to make some adjustments. Oh no, I lied. I signed up for the, um, for a conference down mm -hmm. in Disney. So it's right. It's, it's an owner's, it's an, an owner's, it's summit. An owner's conference, which, which I know when that owner's mm -hmm. conference in mm -hmm. is Jen. Do you? you should stay a couple extra days because there's a conference in Orlando you should go to oh, right after that. Is there? Well, basically, Terry, the way to talk her, in, talk her into that is simply saying, Jen, you can stay in a couple of extra days at the Grand Floridian. And she pretty much would she'd go to a rattlesnake conference if that was the case. I mean, um, I don't know if I go that far. She might stay but... at the resort, but she'd sign up for it. <laughs> Are you a huge Grand Flow fan? Oh, I do oh. love the Grand Flow. It is my it is my jam. Listen, that is my home away from home. And like I know. And not, I'm DDC though, so like I do stay at the villas. Okay. And that's a so. huge difference at the Grand Floridian. Huge yes. difference between the villas mm -hmm. and the and like the grandmother's rooms in the main and in the main building. Mm -hmm. and the so. main building, I will say they are ready. They need because I did stay in the yeah. regular rooms. They're doing they're day. refurbishing that next, aren't they? It's they are refurbishing okay. that's what I've heard yeah. is that they're refurbishing that next. That and, and all star yeah. sports, which Different scares the heck out of me because JPEG is gonna get a hold of that. <sighs> and you Don't. know, like there's gonna be a dollar, there's gonna be an inserted dollar bill machine in the toilet to fly. I mean, in. probably. And, yeah. Yeah, that's and so it's about right. <laughs> oh, Bob paycheck. But uh, but but it is very, very different when you're doing the villas and I adore the villas. I just want them to bring back my coffee machine, though. The Nespresso in the lobby mm. of the DVC there is mm. amazing. And I love to sit there and watch the fountain. But last time I was down there, there was no coffee machine. And yeah, COVID probably killed your Nespresso. But COVID, I okay. bought an Nespresso and that was like my favorite investment of all time. That's a smart investment. You know, like. We were stuck at home and it was like, you know, you went Starbucks was like still open for drive through, but it like it right. felt like you were getting coffee from someone in a hazmat suit. It was like, oh, my gosh. Right. You know, like <laughs> if I'm going to sit here and drink my six dollar latte, I want I want it to be an experience. And yeah. so not create your own, <laughs> not someone well, with the same gloves that they touched the last coffee with. 
And so that yeah. always confused me. I'm like, cause you're not washing those gloves and you no. are not changing them between drinks. So just wash your hands. <laughs> That's whatever. Two things to know about Jen, Terry. Uh, number one, she grew up Amish. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> she's from Pennsylvania. So obviously she's Amish or has Amish ties. And two, she's one of the most bougie people you'll, you'll know. And she's, she admits it. She's like, I'm bougie. And uh, if I mention all-star sports, she's not convinced all-star sports exists. She actually thinks it might be a myth that I've been like a running gag. I've been holding on to for years. And so I have expensive taste. What can I say? I don't, I don't, you know, I don't blame you. And here's the deal with all-star. I mean, real deal, real talk. Stay at a neighboring hotel. If you're going to stay at all-star, I know David dollar, this is going to hurt your feelings and stuff, but if more room for me, a- Huh? More room for me. Yeah, I just <laughs> I'm with you. And and I have a I have a lot of I have a few friends that are like, Yeah, but I go to Disney, you know, I you know I, I, can't I sleep and shower and then I'm out. And so I can't even yeah. stay on their properties that aren't yeah. good enough for me. And so like I get it. Like I have some four seasons friends. Mm-hmm. So like um, that's a nice hotel. Yes. That's, that's a whole nother level. That's of another level right it, it there. Is, so it is important to reference okay. though, that if I'm solo, I'll stay as cheap as possible because it's just me and I don't care. I'll sleep anywhere, whatever. As I've told Jen and, and the show, my wife does not put her feet on anything less than moderate carpet, if not, not deluxe. She does not do well, When she got her raise at work, the first thing she said to me was like, we're not staying, <laughs> we're not staying valuers or whatever again, ever. <laughs> so, um, you know, she the new rooms at, you know uh, the new rooms at pop oh, they're great. Are, an up, are, mm-hmm. are an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's always amazing and, and this is a maybe a study yeah. on human psychology the cars are always the nicer cars in the parking lot at the pop century than they are at the grand floridian that's because people can afford the cars because they stay at, at pop century <laughs> i know like all the mercedes <laughs> and lexuses and I mean, like when you a- go to that when you go to like the grand floridian it's like a you know a 1982 uh toyota corolla that people roll up in because you know the rooms are a million dollars a night well exactly you can only afford your 96 <laughs> tercel that's all you got yeah although <laughs> although i think my favorite this is gonna hurt some people's feelings <laughs> but i think port orleans <laughs> might be one of the best prop one of the best hotels on property period i love french that's quarter a good, it's my favorite uh, that's it's a my good favorite resort property so and and the grand destino tower don't sleep mm-hmm. on that either <gasps> yeah. mm-hmm. been there grand awesome. grand destino i will say that i do have a night mm-hmm. coming up there because just the way everything worked out. I, I am doing one night there and I do like Grand Testino Tower, even though it's moderate. It's like a moderate. Plus. It doesn't feel like a moderate. it does not. It does not feel moderate. And if you really so. want to go bougie, if you need to bougie it up, Jen, go concierge level. Well, I mean, that's always as nuts. A Grand <laughs> that's always preferable. So just saying, I mean, this is why I Universal would... hasn't paid out in forever is because Jen just keeps it to go bougie. And she's oh, like, yeah, I'll, just yeah, okay. your I'll just pay your commission whenever you're ready. No, that's the Botox fund. Oh, that's true. Which, uh, to be fair, I've never had Botox in my life, so I'm just going to put that out there. But (laughs) so funny enough, David Dollar has. So, oh, exactly. So my smile is a permanent smile. Um, (laughs) So my my Disney this week, and of course last week we talked about the fact that I got to run my first 5K. I was real excited to run Disney thing. Mm -hmm. Unexpected, had no idea this was going to happen. That night, I opened up my front door uh, to look for actually a Funko Pop that I had coming in the mail wasn't here yet, but there was a flat box. I'm like, I don't know what this box is. Had my name on it from somewhere. I didn't know what it was. I opened it up, pulled mm-hmm. it out, had a Lion King box on it. And I was like, oh, this is my medal. 12 hours after I run my first 5K, I get my medal. All excited. I was excited. Just totally, just really pumped for that whole coincidence and so how cool. all that works. So, um, so real quick, I do, and I say real quick because the three of us, <laughs> who knows, we're going to talk forever. I, I do want to ask you, Terry, just brief thoughts on 
Genie Plus. Um, just kind of get your your take on. Can you make this? Thoughts, is please? there a good? <laughs> and if so, the good, and maybe only one of the bad. <laughs> Robin Williams, I'm sorry, we have defiled your legacy. <laughs> with here's here's what we we actually discussed this on WWE mm-hmm. today. Yep. If we had just said tickets are fifteen more dollars a day, boom, end of story. Mm-hmm. Bingo. And the problem with it, the biggest problem with it, there's some really cool stuff. I think the free genie stuff is actually going to be revolutionary. Um, That's nice. Um, and if that, and if, and if you truly get to the Magic Kingdom and it's super crowded and it looks and it's like, hey guys, there's no one in Animal Kingdom. You should go there for the afternoon. And the app is like, hey, do you want a fast pass for Avatar right now? And you're sitting, like some people are going to jump on that like that. Right. Some people hate park hopping, but for people who want like to, you know, people like David Dollar, who's like, who, who have had the thought of like, let's ride every ride today. It's going to, it's going to add insane. another layer of possibility. Yep. Where, where my biggest problem with it in, in, in you guys are both travel agents. So you'll appreciate this is confused. People don't buy anything. Mm. And this is literally the most confusing. Yeah. I mean, there were, I've literally heard 15 people explain it and everyone kind of explains it different because we all can't quite figure it all out because they haven't released all the details yet. Yeah. Like, still it's details. Like, Every we're time still you missing. Look at it, it's like, did you know there's like a guided audio tours as part mm-hmm. of it? What the heck? What is that? And then I think where it feels the most like weird is the rides, especially they're going to do the virtual cues for mm-hmm. where it's like, we're going to make this so hard to get. If you don't get it, you can buy it. Um, I, I, that is weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think like there's a demographic of my clients that are like ready. They're like, sweet. I'll just pay for it. I don't care. But not, I I think that I really feel like Disney should have come out with a very vague blanket statement simply said coming this fall, genie plus your chance it's replacement for fast pass. And your chance, yeah. it's a paid fast pass system or something something to that effect. And leave it at that. When they had all the details, roll it out. We could speculate all we want with very little. And to, but I feel like they gave us just enough to be okay. I see what's going on here without giving more enough details to really fully understand it. Um, and I, I think I have a pretty good grasp on it. And I think we, we all do. But at the same time, it is hard to explain to clients because I think their biggest mistake is the fact they didn't use the name FastPass. They should have said FastPass, oh, FastPass 2.0. The terminology. Why do we have to change it? FastPass 2000 or the next evolution of FastPass or something because – And it's Lightning Lane yeah. sometimes is free, sometimes is paid, sometimes mm-hmm. is – There's just – we've learned a lingo for a long period of time. Yep. Yeah. And they spent so much money on the Magic Band and the, in the, in the My Disney Experience. Yeah. So now you need My Disney Experience, one app that doesn't work, and another app with – is it just called genie is that what it's going to be yeah, i think it's it's part of the my disney part, experience yeah, part of it app. will be like yeah. an it'll update. be part of the app that doesn't work <laughs> and that's that's the whole thing too it won't be a separate app like the play I, disney I, app is i separate. don't understand how disney's like i, I don't know I, I feel like they can i don't maybe maybe it's not possible to stress test this to the point where they need to where fifty thousand people are trying to use it at once it just you know they maybe they can't i don't know but like they have to put in some sort of exception for the fact that for the first three or four days to three years, it's going to not work. <laughs> I love the fact you're asking for positives. I love mm-hmm. the fact that it's going to take away from the fact that you need an abacus in 180 days mm-hmm. and yep. all like the planning that goes into a trip. What I don't love is, is that guests 
that are staying on site are going to be asked to get up at like 7.30 in the morning yeah. mm-hmm. to make seven. your uh, seven. seven. Yeah, yep. seven for them. And then that's, I didn't go on vacation to get up at seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, and, and that's, and that's one of the, I mean, Fast Pass Plus kind of did that to us too, if you really wanted that rolling. Third, yeah, right? you, right. You had now, to, now yeah. Kurt, I'll, I'll be bougie and honest here. Most days, Leslie and I, we go to the parks. That Leslie's my wife. And we go to the parks and we typically do our, our fast passes and we do, we, we, we have some things going on that we take advantage of the, of the, of the, you know, disability accessibility pass um, with, with my wife's chronic illness. And I mean, we're not the people who go to the, we're not David Dollar in the parks. I do that. When not I, go doing with my all boys. Them. I do that when I go with my boys to Disneyland, but I'm also, yep. I'm also as, as the odometer keeps rolling here, <laughs> like my desire to do that gets more and more like, you know, I, I'll just go like a dream day in the park mm-hmm. is I go to Animal Kingdom, I go ride the safari, and then I spend the rest of the afternoons in the, in the lounge at Tiffin's. That's a good day oh. for me. <laughs> you know, the Nomad Lounge, I'm good. Uh, I'll walk over, we'll, we'll, we'll go have dinner and then go see fireworks somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad fireworks are back. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. so thrilled about that. I, you know, no, you sound like you tour a lot more like Brady and I do now. Just It's just chill i mean that's that's why i have an annual pass so like i don't have to ride it all i don't have to see it all you know i typically like to do the new attractions um i go with a lot of business people uh, you know the thing and we do we do a a Mm -hmm. day in the parks with a disney imagineer you know we do all of those things but like even those days like the little nooks and crannies of the park are where the magic is for me Mm -hmm. right not not the four-hour line for peter pan right um, right. <laughs> well, hoping with Genie Plus, it's only going to be three to three and a half hours. Which is not, well, one of the things I do like about this system, though, um, as a positive, is that previously you did your three fast passes, and let's just say it's a busy day, and your travel agent did the best they could, and your your last fast pass is not until one o'clock. Uh, whereas now you can try to knock about one after the other, and if it's eleven o'clock, you use a couple fast yeah. passes. You look on, you see, oh, there's one at eleven twenty, and then oh, there's one at twelve thirty, and so it's not like you're having to wait till later in the. And sometimes, right, out of our control, your 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 last fast pass may not be till three o'clock. If it's a ride you really, really, really want, and the client's like, mm-hmm. I don't care when it is, we want to ride Frozen Ever After. You know, yes, it's at three thirty in the afternoon, so you have to wait that long to get another to get fast another pass. one. So that does eliminate that that part of it. Which yes, is, is kind of nice. I will say that's going to work, and. It's going to be interesting to see who does this because if all the people that that don't like this don't purchase it, then Disney's going to have to do some different things because this yeah. is going to be a complete failure. But I have a feeling I that don't people know that. will yeah, buy think, it, and I have yeah, a feeling people, people will grumble it. about I'm it. I'm seeing we'll people on a survey. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that's how they'll act, but a lot of the big Disney bloggers, mm-hmm. um, I think Inside the Magic, mm-hmm. um, I've seen Laughing Place do a survey. I'm so sorry. My dogs are barking. All good. I, um, I think like 50%, 50% of the people aren't going to use it. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I figured out the math in 2022, it's going to cost me at least a thousand, fifteen hundred more dollars to experience Disney the same way that I, I have for years. Mm-hmm. Right. Not to mention what meals are going to go up. Yeah, we're now, waiting for the dining plan prices. Yeah, to come we're still out waiting of, for know, that. And yeah. I'm just, I'm bracing for that. That's going to be yeah. insane. And I'm an entrepreneur. So for mm-hmm. me, it's just like, I've got to do, sell something else or do something else or offer something else. For you guys, you guys have the ability. It's like, we'll just sell another vacation. No big deal. But for like a lot of people who are salaried, who have, you know, who mm-hmm. are school teachers, yeah. who still make a respectable living, 
you know, the ar- the argument that Disney is starting to price people out, we're getting dangerously close that people who have been every year mm-hmm. have are going to move to an every other year family to Disney. And um, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we go to Disney at least once a quarter, most years. I'm normally at Disneyland at least once a year. We're normally at a Disney cruise at least once a year. But at some point, even, you know, being hap- happily in the middle class, that's going to become impossible. You know, a Disney cruise was a three day on the wonder was, you know, 1500 bucks with a balcony. And it was a great weekend, you know, a mm. great four day trip. And now that's not touchable. Well, I'll- since, since we're talking money, we might as well go ahead and bring up the new annual pass holder program <laughs> that's coming out as well. Um, <laughs> since we're, since we're already in this mire right here, let's go ahead and uh, work our way out of it eventually. But uh, they did release the new pass holder program. We knew it was coming and we all were guessing it was going to be higher. And so really these prices are no surprise. Um, basically there are like four options or three options. If you're a Florida resident, you have several different options. Some with blackout dates, some with yeah. a few blackout dates, you you know, some get merchandise, blah, 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 park reservations, whatever, whatever. There are details you can find online. You can find them on uponastar.com, uh, uponastartravel.com, our mm-hmm. website as well. Uh, the big one, of course, is the Disney Incredipass. And for $12.99 plus tax, if you're looking for mm-hmm. new, if for I think a for a renewal, it's eleven hundred or eight dollars, I believe. I think that's yeah, that's it was eleven. I know tax. it's one one zero um, something. So visit Ma- uh, visit one or more Walt Disney Resort theme parks in the same day. So you get the park hopper and holds up mm-hmm. to five park reservations at a time for the fifteen hundred dollar pass, and you can add Memory Maker for I believe ninety nine dollars for the year. I guess stick that on there to your to your. Uh, yeah, you no longer well. get you no longer get no longer free. Memory. No longer uh, get free memory. You do get, and the I theme think park that's parking. my biggest. Yep. Yes, I agree. My biggest is like, charge more, take stuff away. Don't charge more and take stuff away. Right. Right. And that's you have it's one or the other, but they did both. And from what I understand, you have to add. So like Brady and I would both have to add Memory Maker to our annual pass. I don't think so because you've only I'm, had to have I've one. read back and forth about that. Mm-hmm. You, that's what I, yeah. I mean, would they just block his picture out or something? Or, I mean, how would that, how would they even I work? don't know. No, I think it's just Memory Maker. You just have to have. Um... Hopefully it's just one. Yeah, I don't know how they would even police that, to be honest with you. I mean, like, they're not going to take off half the family because half the family didn't purchase. Well, <laughs> didn't I purchase hope Memory not. But... I don't know. I mean, this is, of course, this is Bob Paycheck we're talking about. I feel like every day so, he wakes up going, what else can for, we charge for? For perspective, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. became Disney Vacation Club members. In two thousand eight, two thousand in that time frame, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The annual pass then was not no with no blackouts, you know, just the regular annual pass, not the premium, not the water parks and more. Yeah, but, but, the, but basically the, that the same pass they're selling yep. you now for twelve hundred was four hundred and sixty nine dollars. <laughs> That's probably yes, why we was. had one back then. Yeah, yeah, you can't get a four day park hopper for that price anymore. Mm-mm. You can barely eat at Cinderella's Castle for that price for a family. For a family. Honestly, actually, with a family of five or six, you can't eat for that. Price. You can't. Yeah. And, and so, and, yeah. And in 2009, kids, wasn't that long ago. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that meme that's going around that's like, you know, 2021 and 1980 are the same distance as <laughs> 1980 and 1930. That, why did you just have to bring that up? Now you're triggering me and I'm and I'm hurt. And now I'm going to go cry in the corner. My, so. my favorite comparison to that, honestly, is the fact that Dirty Dancing came out in 87, about a set, set in like 62. If you did that now, made that movie right now, you'd be setting it like 1997. So um, yeah. again, triggered. 
So yes. <laughs> yeah, that's not <laughs> even triggered. Go. That's like, all right, Dave, I gotta go, buddy. I, I gotta <laughs> yeah, like, right, yeah, you know what you're right, Terry. Like, <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what we came to talk about. Of course, that is good old Uncle Walt, Walt Disney. And um, I thought it would be fun, kind of fun to share some of our favorite Walt Disney quotes because you know Jen and I both have, and Terry may have this too. We have an entire book of quotable Walt Disney. Uh, it's an yeah. entire book of nothing but his, his quotes and his quips and whatever, but you can go online and just type in favorite Walt Disney quotes and they're all over. And I've got a list of some of my favorites and I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about those just to kind of talk about them and not only, not only talk about it, but also maybe what that means to you. Like, you know, does it inspire you? Is it funny? Is it whatever? Um, Jen, let me ask you first, what do you love about Walt Disney? Um, when you think Walt Disney, obviously Disney, wow. Disney, but I mean, what is it about Walt Disney? You're like, I'm still... I'm still looking to this guy all these years later. Mm -hmm. He's been dead forever. I love the parks. I mean, what is it about Walt Disney that just makes you go, that guy is awesome. I mean, like he, he was passionate and he was fearless mm -hmm. about just whatever, like he knew what he was supposed to do and he went after it. Like it, he mortgaged his life yeah. several times. He was penniless more all than in. once. Like it, it was like, no, this is it. And there is no plan B. And I just, I love his philosophy on all of that. And it was just like, okay, this, this is what it is. And he was, and he was true to himself. He mm -hmm. never like, he didn't compromise just because it's like, oh, well, that's a lot of money. So let's do it this way instead, even though Roy totally would have loved him to do right. that. <laughs> and he was like, sorry, bro, it's going to be like this. And I mean, that is why, I mean, and we, we complain about mm -hmm. the different things, but at the same time, like, that is why it has become what it is today. Mm -hmm. You know, that there is not another entity that really can match for the most part, you know, like what he put into place. Everybody else imitated what he did. Right. Essentially. It wasn't just like a fairground anymore. It was, you know, this is an experience. So everyone else kind of wrote on his coattails. <laughs> Terry, what do you love about Walt Disney? Well, I want to follow up before I answer that question, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people look at like, you know, we always say, what would Walt do? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think what was super interesting about the success of the Disney company throughout history, there are three components that always existed. Walt was always, Walt was the creative. Mm -hmm. Roy was the business mind. Mm -hmm. And there was always someone else that was kind of in a, in a seat or a group of people that were in a seat that were like the Jiminy Cricket. They were the conscience. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, it was Marty Sklar after Walt's death. Mm -hmm. Marty Sklar was Jiminy Cricket. Mm -hmm. uh, Frank Wells was Roy Disney. Mm -hmm. And Michael Eisner was Walt Disney in a lot of ways. And even Bob, uh, ooh, it pains me to even say this, Bob Iger in a lot of ways had a very creative okay. um, mm -hmm. strain. He was very, if you watch the day on the life of Disney stuff that they've done, it was it one day in Disney that's on Disney plus mm -hmm. Bob was a creative force in, in, in a lot of like creative meetings. Um, and it's not, you know, we all give Bob Chapek a hard time, but he's not, the, there's no one in the Walt role. Right. Yeah. If if we could have figured out a way to to like send John Lasseter to like counseling for six months and like all hugged and said, hey, to actually actually John, stop mm -hmm. hugging people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not hugged. Not hugged. If, if we would have had him in this place. Yeah. And um, I feel like I feel like we would have definitely had a little more of a different dynamic. Um, and I think that's kind of what. I think a lot of the tension that a lot of us are feeling right now. Mm -hmm. I think Josh tomorrow is everybody's hope for that. And I yeah. don't know enough yeah. about Josh tomorrow to say he's the next, he's the heir apparent to that role, but I feel like a I lot don't. of people, and maybe because people disagree with Chapek so much, they're just looking past him to say, who's next. Okay, Josh, we'll take him. 
you know, right. and I think yeah. I, cast members all love Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, Josh is, any, I, and who knows if he even said it right. But like when, when, when Genie Plus came out, like his response in D23 was cringeworthy. Um, because it was basically like, well, you know, our, our, we built this attraction called Rise of the Resistance and people can't get on it. So because people can't get on it, we want to like give people a chance to pay to get on. And that's what people want. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what we wanted you to do is build a ride that worked that we could all get on and experience <laughs> mm-hmm. in a day. And I get it. You can't ride every ride in every park every day. But if you're staying on property, it feels like it's a no-brainer just to give people yeah. who pay the extra money. No offense to Jen. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Grand Floridian, as nice and as awesome it is, it's just a really nice Hampton Inn. Say hi, or she'll get offended. Say hi, say hi. <laughs> so, no, I'm, and believe me, I, I'm a Hyatt man. Uh, but I'm a Marriott girl. Yeah. The Marriott has the perk of the, the year 24, which is my favorite hotel re- program, where if you check into, if you're, if you're elite status mm-hmm. of the Marriott mm-hmm. and you check in, you get 24 hours in the room. It's like, why haven't we been yeah. doing this the whole time? No, literally, <laughs> but I'm elite. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> exactly. Jen, Jen and I are going to start a new a new podcast together. For, sorry, Dave, called the Bougie Disney Podcast. Dude, I'm in. <laughs> so, so well, there is no talk about value resorts here. Yes. <laughs> we don't acknowledge them. I'm, I'm a Hampton Inn guy because they gave me cookies the first time I stayed there, and I've always been, I've been loyal to them forever. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and here's what's, so what I love about Walt is, is audacity mm. over everything. Um, you know, Walt was... Walt was Walt was that Chumba Wumba song before the nineties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, true. Walt consistently got down, got knocked down. Um, and if you've done this, if you've had the chance, I've not been to his Chicago birthplace home. Mm-mm. I definitely want to do it. But if you've actually, I, I did have the chance to go to Marceline mm-hmm. and then to go from Marceline to his house in Kansas City, where uh, the train state, uh, where the Laffagram Studio is, and his mm-hmm. his home. His original, like where they lived, was just you could almost stand on Laffagram and throw a baseball and hit his house. Um, and then the walk, and then the drive from over there to the to the train station, where that famous train ride that he took um, after after losing um, after after losing Laffagram, um, mm. you know. And then you know, you're right. Everything Walt did was he was all in. Yeah. Um, and you know. I work a lot with leaders. I do a lot of coaching with leaders and there's a trait that Walt possesses that a lot of, uh, a lot of most high, high performing leaders have. And that's that they don't act like there's a plan B and Walt, Walt never acted like there was a plan B, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Jen said, you know, when, when he did snow white, he literally mortgaged everything. Mm-hmm. When he did Disneyland. He mortgaged everything. When they bought, um, all the land in Florida, they went all in. And, um, you know, I think a lot of us think of Walt as a dreamer, but Walt was a doer. Yeah. Walt had audacious dreams, but took even more audacious action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's what's most inspiring. And obviously you guys know this. You definitely feel that when you walk in Main Street in Disneyland, when you walk in and see the lights still on in Walt's apartment. Um, I'm like a little girl. Um, at, at, at the American Girl doll store every time I hit that park and I'm just like it's so cool Walt, <laughs> it, you just <laughs> you literally yeah. feel UPS just delivered uh, 
you literally just feel Walt when you walk down Main Street. What I what I what I love about Walt is is his resilience. Yeah. And I love that he learned from his mistakes, because when you read biographies, one thing you find is that he'll do something and it'll be a success. But then he realizes, oh, we could have fixed that. You know, when he did Disneyland, mm-hmm. he realized, oh, we didn't buy enough land. And so we'll get all these restaurants and all these hotels mm-hmm. and gas stations around us. Let's go to Walt Disney World. Let's build a Walt Disney World over here and take up all the land and solve that problem. You know, whenever um, he lost the rights to uh, to Oswald, uh, you know, he regrouped he fixed he did mickey mouse and then he decided you know what this is my character i'm gonna make put things in place where we don't lose this character and like every one thing after the other every time he failed uh and there were a lot of failures like any leader is gonna have it's like you look back and you see he learned from it every time he would take another step okay we're gonna make sure we don't make that mistake again and he would fix it and you move on forward and i love that resilience there was never a i'm a failure i can't do this anymore all i do is make mistakes and say oh okay well that didn't work like i wanted it to or that worked really well but not quite as much as i wanted it to and and I'm not sure that anything ever worked as much as Walt wanted it to because he no. was such a dreamer and he wanted everything so yeah. perfect. And um, one of my favorite, and I'll, we'll, we'll dive into the quotes here in a second, but one of the things, one of my favorite things that Walt ever said was when he watched To Kill a Mockingbird. And this is after he'd made plenty of movies, uh, you know, children's movies, live action movies with the, with the animals and such. And he watched To Kill a Mockingbird and he said that that's the kind of movie I want to make. I want to make this kind of movie. And he felt so pigeonholed in terms Mm -hmm. of people just see me as the kid guy. They see me as the animated kid, Mm -hmm. the cartoon guy, whatever. But I want to make beautiful, incredible movies like this. And honestly, maybe in a lot of ways, Mary Poppins was that, was kind of something like that to make a a film that was nearly flawless, you know? Um, And I'm saying that I don't even know if there's a connection between Mary Poppins and To Kill a Mockingbird, but I know that after Mockingbird, he was just so blown away. Like, I want to make films that do this kind of, have this kind of impact on people. Uh, So let's, let's dive in a little bit. Jen, what's one of your favorite Walt Disney quotes? Well, these are in no particular order. So yeah, so I'm just sort of reading them off. So the first one that I just have written down here is um, you reach a point where you don't work for money. Mm, Love that one. Mm -hmm. I love that because I just... And I agree with it because if you are just working for money, you're not going to do your best. You're not going to, I mean, not saying you're not going to do a good job, but you're not going to put your all into it. And whatever you do will just, I don't know, it'll hold a a note of like, there's always something that could have been done better. And if you are working because you're passionate about it, it it just creates a whole other, whole other entity, I think. So I love that one. Now, a lot of people get lost on that quote and they get lost on the fact that it's like, well, Walt didn't care about money. <laughs> yes, he that, did. <laughs> that's not what Walt said, right? <laughs> Walt Disney company was a enterprise. He even mm-hmm. called it an enterprise at times. Yes. Um, I mean, and so like, I think we have to be careful not to confuse not being driven by money to not, not, not realizing that that's what it takes. Walt truly understood that money was what made everything possible, but it wasn't his core motivation. Mm-hmm. Terry, what's your, uh, what's your first quote you have written down? Oh man, I've got, I have a list and I've got like, you said five, I think yep. that's what you asked me for. And I wrote down some extra ones just cause I knew that we were going to have some overlap. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a few, there's a couple that like, well, I'll tell you the first one I have written down cause it's super different. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually is a good follow-up to what, what Jen would even just said mm-hmm. is Walt was talking about Cinderella and she, he said she believed in dreams alright she also believed in doing something about them when mm-hmm. Prince Charming didn't come along she went over to the palace and got him mm-hmm. 
And that really just speaks to Walt's, even in a fairy tale, because a lot of people, a lot of people talk about, you know, Disney, you know, thank God they made Moana this fun or, or, or brave. And, mm-hmm. you know, Disney princesses are weak. Well, no, I mean, no. Cinderella saw something and she went and got it. Um, she got her man. And, um, you know, and I think, I think Walt was very much that person that everybody kind of ruled him out. Everybody kind of thought he was this creative, you know, aloof. And he was far from it. First one I wrote down here, uh, and, I, and I love this quote, and it's a reminder for me, especially in these times that we've had the last 18 months or so. Uh, why worry? If you've done the very best you can, worrying won't make it any better. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a great reminder to me that, yes, you can be concerned for the things that are going on, the things you're trying to do. But if there's something that you're working on, something you're doing, you know you have done everything you can to, to fix it, to make it happen mm-hmm. and whatever. Sometimes those things that the consequences or the results are out of your control and you can't worry about it because worrying will just stress you, it'll stress you out. It'll, it'll bring you down and you won't be able to continue. And so just try not to worry. If, you've done, if you know you've done the best job that you can do, worrying is not going to do anything for you. Just yeah. uh, keep moving forward and you know keep keep working on it jen that's such good i love that one. Oh, but back to my turn your turn my <laughs> turn all right this one um happiness is a state of mind it's just according to the way you look at things so i think happiness is contentment but it doesn't mean you have to have wealth all individuals are different and some of us just wouldn't be satisfied with just carrying out a routine job and being happy so i just you know the main part there being mm-hmm. happiness as a state of mind. And that is, I think that's really true because you can have, you know, trials or things can be mm-hmm. going on and you can still choose to be happy. That doesn't mean everything's perfect. It right. just means you, you have to set your mind to that. And I feel like he had to do that over and over again. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. Happiness is, is kind of a state of mind. And sometimes it's very hard to be happy because sure. things are going on. Some Absolutely. Things, some, and you know, not it's, it's not always appropriate to be happy, basically, um, but you can find happiness if, you know, it, there's a silver lining to a lot of things. I don't want to say all things, but to most things there is. You just have to look for it. Um, but it's like know, choosing, even, even it's choosing, time. it's choosing to have a positive attitude, even mm-hmm. when something isn't good. I mean, there right. are, I think we've all had that. It's like, yeah. all right, well, I can choose to just be depressed and I can, and, and you know, just mm-hmm. I, obviously I'm not saying if there's some sort, obviously there are situations where yeah you literally might be depressed <laughs> but in a lot of cases and it's not always a mind over matter thing i understand there are listen my husband's in mental health i get it there are certain things but you know in a lot of cases like oh man this isn't going well i can choose you know what let me look at the bright side of this this is an opportunity for me to whatever so i can choose that happiness and so it's I, very true in relationships yeah you know very true we you know every time i watch forgive me father every time i watch the bachelor or the bachelorette um and i literally only watch it because and i haven't watched lately because who cares uh but normally when i watch it i watch it like with the frame of the context of like this is an accident this is a train wreck literally on television yes this is if if, if i could watch a train hit a wall this is the emotional equivalent of that um into my anyone that i know that's ever been on that show i'm sorry um but you know, they, they talk about, you know, they talk about love like it's a rom-com, right? But like happiness is truly a choice. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, M- Monday, I'm going to Walt Disney World. We're celebrating our 23rd anniversary. And happy anniversary. We, we've yeah, chosen anniversary. happiness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we've chosen to be happy. It's like, well, I fell out of love. You know, 
no, we, 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 every day it's an effort to, you know, mostly it's an effort on her to ignore all of my stupidity. Right. <laughs> um, and, but it's very much a choice. Like you, you choose to be happy. You, you know, yeah. you, it's not just something that, you know, no, we, we hear this phrase a lot in our world that, you know, so something doesn't make me happy. It's like, well, nothing has the power to make you happy. How you respond to it mm-hmm. is where happiness comes from. Yeah. Right. And I think that there's, and, and this word can also encompass a lot of people, but I, I do believe a sense of, you know, with your faith, I think there is a joy that is there mm-hmm. too. And I believe that in faith that, you know, you can be joyful without even being happy. There's still a mm-hmm. joy and a sense of peace yeah. there that you can have, even if you're not very happy with your circumstance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my one here that I have, and, and, and I love this one too, because it does speak to what Terry said earlier about how a lot of people just think that Walt was aloof and didn't care about money or whatever. Uh, the quote is, I always look on the optimistic side of life, but I am realistic enough to know that life is a complex matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel for dreamers, I think, it's very important to dream. And I think it's very important to have those goals. And sometimes those mm-hmm. goals that are so far-fetched, you'll, you, you don't know if you'll ever get there, but there's also important to have a sense of realism to your dreams. Uh, I could dream all day and, and be obsessed about the fact that life on the moon looks really cool. I would love to step on the moon and put moon dust in my fingers and just be there. There's very little chance I'm going to go. So I have to be realistic about the fact that I'm going to be able to go to the moon. I could try mm-hmm. and maybe in 20 years I could get there. Project very, you know, And that's a very... Yeah. It's a very, very wild example, but I mean, there are things that, that, you know, I dream about and things that I know that I can accomplish and it might take a while and some things are shorter, some things are longer, but I also have to have a realism there to know that, that life doesn't just give you these things. Life is more complicated than that. And, you know, there are some things that are out of my control and maybe out of my reach. Um, I can still dream and still be very optimistic about things, but you know, uh, I think Walt had, he lived I, I don't know this, maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like Walt would have come to the realization at some point in the 70s that maybe Epcot's not going to be this city that he really, really, really wanted to happen because it was just so mm-hmm. not practical and just so expensive and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to think that maybe you know his optimism is there, but realistically, I don't know that this is going to happen. <laughs> and so that's that's a quote that really resonates with me too, is be a dreamer, mm-hmm. but have a little realism in your dreams when you when you dream. Jen. I get, do I get to go? Yeah, you skipped yeah. Terry. You skipped me. Did I skip you? You skipped Terry. Oh, I did skip Terry. Terry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. This is so difficult when you start to think about like, like, because Walt, one of the things that I love about Walt is, and that I didn't know, and I actually learned this from, from and I found some of these quotes thanks to mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Barnes, is there's a couple of really popular quotes and I'm going to use them both. I'm going to use two quotes here because mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't ever play by the rules. It's okay. Um, but there's two quotes that Walt had that were, uh, and I've just discovered why my dogs are barking while we're recording this. My, my dogs are Walt and Oswald. And we kept talking. About <laughs> <Walt and Oswald. laughs> uh, so my dogs are like, why are you keep calling us? Leave us alone. Uh, yeah. So if, if you're, if you're wondering if I'm that's I Disney every day, just calling my dog. Um, <laughs> But there are two quotes that, um, that, that, and one of them is this one, that somehow I can't believe that there are any heights that can't be scaled by a man who knows the secrets of making dreams come true. Mm-hmm. This special secret is to me can be summarized in four C's. Curiosity, mm-hmm. confidence, courage, and constancy. Mm-hmm. I never, 
you know, I, I'm I'm not the brightest light bulb in in the in, in the uh, in the house. I had never heard the word constancy used in a sentence. Hmm. Um, so I had to go and uh, get with the help of our friends Google, um, look that up, and, and that's the quality of being faithful and dependable. Hmm. And I felt like Walt had this sense of loyalty to, you know, Walt rode deep. Yeah, you know, Walt was like a, a hip hop gangster before anybody was. <laughs> You know, he had the original <laughs> posse, you know, the nine old men. Yeah. And like those were his boys and he got together. Um, I love, you know, I love the saving Mr. Banks. Oh, yes. Um, portrayal of Walt. And, and, and I love the, you know, just the camaraderie that he had with the people that he created with um, and the Sherman brothers and um, just the way that Walt just, I think Walt was a secret um, Southern Baptist pastor. Uh, like, <laughs> Courage, yes. confidence, curiosity. You know, there's another famous quote that's like, um, that ends with the dream, dare, and do. Um, he liked his, uh, his alliteration. Um, but I think Walt, Walt just had this sense of, you know, I, I know that, that creation is, happens in community. And Walt very much created a community that he created with, um, and I've talked to the few people um, that were around Walt in, in history and just kind of like, what was it like um, being around Walt Disney? Um, McNair had a brief encounter with Walt mm-hmm. as a kid. Um, Floyd Norman um, worked at the studio and I've talked to a couple of the Disney legends and some that aren't with us anymore. And just the way that like Walt was never like a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. But he also always brought out the best in who everyone he he never gave everyone like a full on. Yeah, man, that's great. He always <laughs> gave them like this is really cool. But what if you? He always leaned into the possibility that that things were could always be better than they are. Mm-hmm. And he very much even had like a you know I love the I love the Walt Disney America quotes. I didn't pick any today, but mm-hmm. Walt always had this like optimism, and I think he really believed that one of our core values as a country is optimism. Um, I think that's even, he even talks about the mm-hmm. optimism and the hard times in that Disneyland, you know, the Disneyland mm-hmm. opening. That, that one I dig. Curiosity, co- confidence, courage, and constancy. Okay. That's good. All right, Jim, we'll go back to you then. So that way we don't skip Terry this time. Okay. <laughs> um, I like this one. People often ask me if I know the secret of success. And if I could tell others how to make their dreams come true, my answer is, you do it by working. Mm. And I, that the first is so quote. true. <laughs> See, that's why I had more than 10 because I knew. Yes. <laughs> I knew someone was going to. I had the constancy one on my list too, Terry. So There's I one I should have done because I'm worried somebody's going to take it, but I yeah. distracted myself. If somebody takes it, I'll be mad. It's like a Walt Disney quote bingo if you're playing along at home. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that's just, it's really true because people are like, oh, I want to be successful. I want to do this okay, well, what are you doing to make it happen? Because you you can just sit on your butt and think about it, mm-hmm. but that's not going to do jack. And people <laughs> should give things to me. And uh, that's, that's yeah, a whole that's other not, road, but yeah. Nope, that's yep. not how this works. You, you, you got to work for it. You got to make gotta it happen. So, yeah. You know, Walt had a trait that I think many great, all great leaders possess, mm-hmm. and that's a bias for action. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Walt had an incredible... You know, well, there wasn't a committee meeting. There was a, <laughs> nope. you know, that was where the inspiration for my book, Making Elephants Fly, was, is really around the idea that Walt 
Walt made a movie about a flying elephant and was like walked into the WDI office like, all right, boys, let's make the let's people want to ride an elephant, and make it fly. You know, who knew how to do that back then? Right. Like that, well, you know, but Walt Walt didn't think of any other possibility than that was that it was possible. Mm-hmm. Walt Walt lived in the impossible. You know, in fact, of yeah. course, his most one of his one one. I'll use this as a bonus quote. You know, of course, he said it's kind of fun to do the impossible. No, now you stole my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he he thrived on the impossible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's and there's a couple that, of course, um, since I sold your favorite one, I'll tell you my favorite one. And it's 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 the one that I think is the most quintessential Walt Disney quote. It's the one that really, if you want to, if you want to take Walt's success and put it in one sentence, it's it's written on the walls of almost every Disney office building I've ever been to. It's in, it's in the casting building in Disney Springs. It's it's in the it's in every building, and it's this one: we keep moving forward, opening new doors, and doing new things because we're curious, and mm. curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. That's good, you know, and. I mean, he talked about curiosity a lot and, you know, that's, that's, that's how you, his favorite ride was rumored to be, you know, Peter Pan's flight. Um, just because it was like, Hey, you get in a pirate ship and fly over London. How is that not cool? <laughs> um, and if you've ever been in that attraction with the lights on, it's not very magical. No. Um, and, but, Walt made a way, you know, the, the, the clouds are basically like trash cans, trash packs, um, essentially, right? And Walt had a way of taking things that were normal to everyone else and just making them absurdly amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that too, because it that boils down to two words, what if? And, you know, I look at that Jen's business. She has built an incredible travel agency over the last several years, um, you know, with, with a co-owner. They've worked together, but built this incredible team because at one point in time, somewhere down the road before she became a travel agent agency owner, she asked the question, well, what if, what if I did this? Could I do this? And Terry, you've done the same thing with your, you know, the conference, the thing. And I remember the first time I met you in person, we were having lunch or dinner at uh, Tangerine, I think I think it was Tangerine Cafe in Morocco because it was, I was walking around meeting different mm. people and you know that that I knew and and so we had uh, we sat down and and you were like I got this I got this 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 project this thing coming up uh, sometime in May so I'm gonna I'll get in touch with you about it and it's and now it's blossomed to this incredible conference that you do every year because at some point you said what if I were to do this. And, mm-hmm. and here we are. And I, and I love the, just the whole, what if of that, of, of that. And it, it kind of goes to one of my favorites as well. Um, and Walt said, get a good idea, stay with it, dog it, work at it until it's done and it's done right. And I think that last three words is huge and it's done or last four words and it's done right. You don't just do it and like, okay, this is good yeah. and keep walk and walk away. You finish it until it's finished. You work on it until it's finished or mm-hmm. until you decide this project's no longer vi- viable. Let me move on to something else, mm-hmm. but you just keep working at it and keep making it happen yeah. and tweak along the way. And I think that's to what we said earlier, how Walt fixed things as he went along going, okay, well that did, what worked, what didn't, that was awesome. These things didn't work. Let's fix it for the next project and the next project, something else didn't, and just on and on and on. Yeah. Um, and I, and he just kept working at it. And I, and I love that. Um, this is like, you know, we keep joking about the, uh, the system that our agency uses tests and how I'd never work in it. 
but if I did, I could keep working it until it was done right. Um, so Jen, maybe, maybe, hey, I'll, maybe, you, maybe I'll encourage you. I'll be like, listen should. to that wall quote, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen, practice. one final, one final quote from you, uh, from Walt. Uh, let's, oh let's finish my up gosh, last, our just last round. One more. Okay. Well, we, yeah. The, we definitely, before we do our final quotes, this uh-huh. isn't my podcast, but I'm taking over. Please do. Let's talk about like, cause we all should end like with our, woo, mm-hmm. uh, which will probably all be the same. But obviously the most famous quote that's attributed, and you said you wanted to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think the most famous, I mean, literally I have a plaque from Hallmark that says Walt Disney said this, but he didn't. And that's, if you can dream it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney never said that. Does, never do you, either of you know who's, who said that? Was it Marty Sklar? Bingo. Boom. <laughs> yeah. David daughter, you win a, you, you get to go buy yourself another, obnoxious disney shirt next time you're in the park by the way i'm wearing my new one i've never worn this before it's which one is what shirt. do you have it's on our shirt it's my birthday shirt um oh. so yeah it's uh your birthday I'm, shirt you, is better than your birthday suit day, so well i'm debuting, I'm debuting <laughs> that on the next podcast uh, so yeah oh um i'm <laughs> Jim, Jim, uh, Jim's definitely coming to start a podcast i mean now <laughs> so terry when do you want to have a meeting about that you'll do the bougie <laughs> podcast i'll do the booty podcast and we'll have a oh. we'll just create ourselves oh. a network Yikes. I didn't know where that joke was going to go when I said it. So I That's, kept going I with do, it. You know. So, yeah, Marty. <laughs> yeah, back. Let's let's circle it back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. David Dollar said booty, and I I, I need it. I, I need like I need Will Smith to come in and flash the light to <laughs> all of those memories right now. Uh, Does that make but Marty wrote that call? for the Figment yeah. ride. Um, well, what, what, whatever, whatever that was called before. I just called it the Figment ride because I. I love Figment, journey into imagination with because Figment. the rest of it is kind of uh, horrific. Well, we need the original <laughs> version back. I keep saying this. Everybody says they want the original version, and I, you know, I, I want an I'm updated like, one. I want like an updated, modern, like respectable, mm-hmm. like give Fig, give Figment, you know, besides His dignity living, back. Besides living on all of the fest, besides being the fos- the sponsor of all of the festivals. <laughs> at Ep- Epcot Festival Park. Well, I mean, I want the original uh, uh, Stitch's Great Escape back too, but I mean, I don't know that's going to happen. So you know, yeah, anyway. I'm I'm okay with that. I'll now. take the original. If we're going to get rid of Stitch, let's go back to the one that used to terrify children and go back <laughs> to the original era. Was it Alien Encounter? Was that Alien Encounter? Encounter? Yeah, no, that terrified me. Yeah. I remember going on that ride as a teenager and. I'm pretty sure I needed new underwear after that ride. Like it was just it was like terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was like I I was in it. I had no idea. It was like extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's Disney. How scary is it going to be? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. It was it worse. Ha- it made it made Halloween Horror Nights so like a happy experience. <laughs> Literally, it's like oh what? Just like Jason's coming out with a. With a made the price pay for your tickets. Jane cheap. Co- whatever. <laughs> like um. But Walt Walt had um, three quotes that kind of ended up like, and a lot of your favorite motivational speakers do this. And I'm like, uh, there's a girl that writes books and I'm like, that's a, that's, you know, she has a quote that she's always using. I'm like, that's John Acuff's quote. You just changed mm-hmm. the tense of the word. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm already, Mar- Marty was, wrote half of these words probably for um, mm-hmm. Walt to start with because he wrote a lot of Walt's speeches and um, but Walt said three things that are like, if you can dream, you could do it. And they're all great. And then we can all do our favorite quotes. All of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Mm-hmm. He said, some dream it, some do it, and some do both, which I love. And this is the one that's the most like it. If you can visualize it, if you can dream it, there's some way to do it. Hmm. And, 
you know, a lot of people take Walt's quote about dreaming and doing or Smarty's quote about and think that dreams are just are like phone a friend, you know, and you don't have to do it. But Walt clearly um, took action throughout his entire life and career up, up until his deathbed, really. Favorite quote, Jen? Well, I'm not going to say it's my favorite necessarily. Mm-hmm. My oh, favorite final, is it's kind quotes. of final mm-hmm. quote. My favorite is it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Mm-hmm. But so. the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Bingo. That yep. is straight <laughs> up like I, it, it's correct. People are like, oh, well, I'm going to. I'm going mm-hmm. to. I'm thinking about. I'm talking about. I'm putting together. Like, no, just go start doing something like you have an idea? Okay. Buy the website. Like, what is the first thing that you can do? What is attainable right now? You know, if you, you just sit around and try to make out this whole, whatever, like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And that. I mean, yes, you should try to put together some sort of a plan, but at the end of the day, if it's not starting, just start doing something. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause Terry and I actually met online uh, many years ago, uh, six, seven years ago now, I guess in a, in a, online circle uh, group put together by author John Acuff. And one of the running jokes that was in that group was hashtag soon, because that's what everybody says. Soon mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, or I'll get this done soon. And mm-hmm. soon never happens. No, it just, you keep saying soon. And just, it's, it's, it's something that a year, la- year from now, you're like, well, is it soon yet? Probably not. And right. uh, so, yeah, that's, that's really good. It's you, you got to just do it. At some point you have to do it. Yeah. Um, and whatever. We're talking about it. Just take it, take action, start taking action. One final quote from you, Terry, what you got? Oh, goodness. So many. Um, I don't know that we, I think one of the most famous quotes that I think really sums up Walt's spirit is not my favorite quote, but I'm going to say it because we haven't said it. And it would be a travesty to not mention this quote before we end the show. Unless this is your quote, David Dollar, but I doubt mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> that I only hope we don't lose sight of one thing, mm. that it was all started by a mouse. Uh, that that quote always gives me like the warm and fuzzies every time I hear yeah. it. Um, yeah, which is a little weird. The only weird thing about it is it wasn't started by a mouse. It was actually started by a rabbit. <laughs> um, um, he didn't own that rabbit then, though. So right, and so well, the really rest was... of the quote is after mints screwed me over, it was started by a mouse. So yes. people leave that part out. <laughs> after copyright infringement, um, you know, I found this quote last night, and I I, I had never. I had never seen it and I think it suits like the time and history we're in and just a lot of the things I really believe at my core right now. Um, Walt said that a person should set his goals as early as he can and devote all his energy and talent to getting there with enough effort. He may achieve it or he may find something else that's even more rewarding, but in the end, no matter what the outcome he will know that he has been alive. Mm. I like it. I've yeah. never heard that one. I love I've never heard that one either. Yeah. And I love it. Mm. Uh, one of my favorites. And I guess this isn't my first, I, I don't know. I would have to go looking really mm. do a top 10 list of rankings to figure out which one is my favorite favorite. But so this, this final quote here is the more you are like yourself, the less you are like anybody else, which makes you unique. And I know that kind of plays into the whole rah, rah, do you do you, you be you be whatever. And, you know, there is a lot of that that's out there and some of it's just fluff and some of it's you know, more, I don't know, some of it's more light than it should be. But I do love the fact that Walt encourages people to be who you are. I mean, to chase the dreams mm-hmm. you want to chase. Don't feel like you have to adopt somebody else's dreams. Don't feel like you have to chase somebody else's goals. You know, mm-hmm. be who you are because if you're, because everybody's the same, then it's boring. 
um, if you're who you are, then then you're by nature it makes you unique. And I love that little just positive spin on uh, positive spin on it um, because that's you know that's who you are mm-hmm. and so that's that's what makes us all different that's why we all have diff- different strengths and different weaknesses and uh, different things we're passionate about you know pop century grand floridian uh, <laughs> you know the four seasons and so there we go we got uh, three different passions right there so mm-hmm. uh, and i think that's a good place to wrap up uh terry um first of all we need to know where you find you but also you got a conference coming up called the thing and let me do a little promotion for the thing. It's a conference that basically it is full of entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, people who network, marketers, just people all the way around, which is amazing. Uh, I've gone for a couple of years in a row now, and it really is every speaker comes up and they kind of give their ideas. And these are things, a lot of times they'll be giving you things in their speeches that they would normally charge for. Um, you know, and I've managed to, to have one-on-one uh, interactions with a lot of people. And I've gotten a lot of great ideas, everything from a website to a marketing plan, to social media, to, to just making some friendships, just making friendships with people that I value, you know, in, in terms of my, um, in terms of my, my friend, my relational walk. And so I think it's a great conference to go to. It's the first weekend in November. Terry, did I kind of spell that out about right? Is there more to add to it? Or is that kind of a, kind of a good, good enough commercial for it? Man, you've had a front row seat for years. So I have, you, you know. <laughs> I have. And I've encouraged Jen to go a couple of times. And so we may have it's to all, never worked out with my schedule. I'll have, we may to, have look to and see if I can make that work that out. You can find I, where, where can we find all this information, Terry? The, the thing is at the thing.live. And it's mm-hmm. literally right after the owners conference that, uh, mm. and that they're mm-hmm. doing for you, you travel agent owners where they bring you around and go, Hey, here's the new stuff. And, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the Jen reports back, Hey, we got new stuff coming, which is nice, yeah. no. and, but you can't uh, say anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know the, the real the real deal with with the thing is exactly that that you said, Dave. That I wanted there to be a place where people who had big dreams could get the tools and resources to be able to make them real. And I realized that like there are a lot of people who don't know how to market. They're, they're they have these great ideas, they don't know how to like grow grow a community. They don't know how to you know to actually make their ideas real. And that's what Walt Walt knew. And you know Walt did it by bringing together people. And people that were smarter, and mm-hmm. even even you know one of them, thinking of the Walt Disney Family Museum, um, you know one of the most fascinating things about um, going there is watching how much learning those guys did. Mm-hmm. You know, well they when they made Bambi, you know, Walt's well, like, can you guys go get a deer? We need a deer. Someone bring <laughs> in a deer. You know, and like, like that's crazy, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Who does that, you know? And Walt did. Um, like, hey guys, we're spending an afternoon with D- in Pixar. Um, even still, like in the way they create movies, they still do that. I love the behind yeah. the scenes documentary behind. Um, and we should. We, we the, the the great Ed Asner uh, passed away this week. Oh, um, I know. And up uh, uh, up, I think, is a movie that truly represents Walt's legacy in a very uh, mm-hmm. strong yeah. way because I think I he was it. in a lot of ways portrayed in that film but you know if you the documentary if you haven't seen it i think it's like it's probably on disney plus and if not and if you bought the movie which most of us bought that movie before disney plus came out but it's on there of how they made it and all like the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and how like they spent so much energy and researching the backstory and so the, the thing in a lot of ways is that how do how do you get your dreams real we talk about marketing we talk about and i've i've brought the smartest people i know from you know, and over the years we've had Disney Imagineers and Disney Pre- Disney Vice Presidents and um, different leaders that come in to teach um, 
really just helping leaders break through walls. And, you know, we've come off a horrible 18 months mm-hmm. um, in our world and in our country. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're in the middle of this season where um, we all need a breakthrough. We all need resources. We're in the middle mm-hmm. of 60 some percent of the workforce is looking for a new opportunity right now. Um, and so that's what we created the thing for. And it's a lot of fun. We do it in a very fun way. It's in Orlando um, where it's a Hyatt place right outside of Disney Springs. Hmm. Um, literally like five minutes from um, the parking lot and you're in Disney Springs. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited about it. And Dave, Dave, you've been a huge part of it. Yep. And almost, almost anyone, when they talk about the thing, they say, Oh, David dollar. <laughs> um, you're as much, you've become as much part of um part of the thing and if, if you ever can't come we're gonna have to like set like a a hawaiian shirt at a table <laughs> like to hold your spot uh because people will be like uh this is david's seat well well two things that i love about it and, and i know this is turned into a full commercial for the thing but i like talking about things i'm passionate about um and one is the fact that a lot, i've been to a lot of conferences and some conferences are they're great but they're raw conferences you can do it you can you can dream it you can do it you can whatever and you walk out of there going yeah i can do it I just don't know how to do it, but I can do it. <laughs> the thing is a conference that says, okay, you can do it. Here's how you do it. And you have a lot of people that you look at and go, I want to be that guy. And they're going to show you how to be that guy or put you on the way to that. And the other thing is we had a one day event in Nashville. Um, and from that one day event, I'll be honest with you. I developed a complete restructure of my day every day that has worked incredibly for me. Had I not gone to the, that one day event for the thing, I don't know that it would have, I don't know that I would have even thought about it, but I, I developed a whole structure of how to work my day out with all the things I have going on. And it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been incredible. Um, so that really stems from the thing in Nashville. I think I called Jen. Uh, yeah. as I, I was like, I was sitting at a coffee shop. I was trying to finish some stuff up or whatever. And I was calling Jen talking about, you know, this client, blah, 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 blah. Um, who wants to do this, that, and the other. And uh, which, by the way, they're the ones I told you about <laughs> that are booking. Oh, But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's it's a great conference. The thing dot live. Go there for information. Jen, where can we find you on the vast wide interwebs? You can find me on all social platforms at upon a star Jen. And then my mm-hmm. personal Instagram is at Jen underscore Novotny. Perfect. Find me on Instagram at the magic on a dollar. Find me on Facebook at Disney on a dollar and magic on a dollar as well. And of course, find the MSE podcast. That is the phrase that pays in magic and love and pixie dust. The MSE podcast on on Instagram, on uh, on Facebook, on Twitter and all those type places. Go there you know, at, at gmail.com is our uh, web, or mm-hmm. email address. Yep, yep. Uh, the MSE is our website and all the show notes will be here, including all Terry's information, including how to get the thing and, and such. But uh, Terry, this has been a delight. This has been a lot of fun to talk here. This was fun. Yeah. In fact, if you use the code podcast to sign up for the thing, it's that's 10% off. Oh, there you so, go. Perfect. Um, just use the, use the code podcast. It saves your money and your tickets. Exclusive to the Main Street Electrical Podcast listeners and all the other people he's told about. Exclusive <laughs> to just those people. <laughs> so for Jen. Oh, that's for, almost the same. Pretty much. Might as well be. For Jen, for Terry, for myself, don't forget to thank your Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.